0: welcome back to worship weekly be sure to like comment subscribe and most importantly
1: share worship weekly with someone else this week this week's message is a lost burden and we'll begin and the scripture is acts chapter 20 verse 31 At first the scotland evangelical presbyterian church choir Music
0: talk to you today about a lost burden. This is Brother Jackson speaking again. I want to let you know I appreciate you listening to me, and I want to be a blessing to you. And if somebody's listening to this message and needs to get saved, you need to bow your head, ask God to forgive you your sins and ask him to come to your heart and save you. And Heavenly Father, I ask that you might bless this sermon. Let it go into the hearts of the lost people and speak to the saved people. And Father, we'll thank you for it and give you the honor, and glory, and praise for it. May, by the grace of God, somebody be saved by it. Amen. I want to talk to you about the lost burden, Acts, chapter 20, verse 31. The Bible says, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone, night and day with tears, you have heard of the story of the Lord, the lost chord, of the lady who, in the autumn twilight, laid her fingers on the open keys de- of a glorious organ. She knew not what she was playing and what she was dreaming then, but she struck one chord of music like the sound of a great Amen. Then the spell was broken and she could not again find the chord. Today I speak of a lost burden. Rather than a lost card. Think of Paul's tears. This solitude, their source, their success. They that sow and tears shall reap in joy. The first thing I want you to look at is why have many Christians lost the burden for the loss? I can tell you this there's not very many soul winners in this day and time. When I was building churches, and was able to pastor. I was a young preacher, and I was raised in the Catholic church for 31 years, I got saved when I was 31 years, years old, and then I, when I got saved, I got all excited about it. I started winning people to Christ, started giving out tracts. I was a track nut. I kept tracks in my vehicle, kept them in my pockets. And everywhere I went, I gave out tracts and try to get people to come to church more. And I, I I say that's one of the blessings of our day and time, but you don't see a lot of that anymore like you used to. You can get in trouble passing out tracts in some places now. You can get in trouble talking about the Lord in some places now, but I still want to let you know that it's a lost burden. And we've a lot of Christians lost the burden for the lost, too occupied with the things of the world. And these are they that which are sowed among the thorns, choke, often too busy doing things in the church to keep the burden on their hearts. On our hearts, neglect of the word and prayer may cause a lost burden. If you don't read your Bible and pray you lose your burden. Loss is the sense of the burden of souls when we sin. And we need to really tell people about Jesus. We need to let folk know, lost folk know, they need to get saved. People that don't know Christ as their personal savior, we need to let them know that they need to get saved, not play around. I can tell you this, brother and sisters in Christ, lost person, if you love people with the gospel and be nice to people and try to help them, you can win a lot of souls. Burden, burden is lost when we fall, when we fail to go after souls. And I don't never want to lose my burden for souls. I'm 81 years old and I'm still telling people about Jesus. I still try to win people to Christ. I still tell them Jesus loves them, and tell them how to be saved. The second thing, what happens when the burden is lost? Number one, we suffer as Christians. In conscience, the Holy Spirit is grieved, and your heart will be joyless. You won't be as happy as you used to be if you forget about souls. Secondly, God is displeased for He has asked us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we need to tell everybody we can and we come across about the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel. We need to let them know that what we got, they need. It's one of the greatest things we can do is try to get as many people as we can into the, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, get them in the church. Number three, Souls are left untouched to go to hell. He has no other means of reaching the lost except through us. And we've got to keep that burden on our hearts. Ask Jesus to burden us to try to win souls to Christ. There's a lot of people we could witness to tell about Jesus. Some they'll cut you off or some they'll listen. And that's what we need to tell them about Jesus Christ our Savior and the third thing I want to show you how can we have a burden for lost souls number one pray for the burden and read the word of God and God lay it on your heart pray for that burden pray for souls pray for souls pray for souls to get saved pray for souls to turn around and start living for the Lord again today like they used to People used to, I used to get people to go out and knock doors. Every Saturday, we used to knock doors. When I built that church in Junction City, Arkansas, in El Dorado, Arkansas, and in Junction City and around that area, we knocked doors. We told people about Jesus. And I never lost that burden. I've lost some people that's lost it, but I've never lost that burden. I still believe we need to tell people about Jesus. And secondly, think about people, see them as saved or lost. That's what we gotta see. Some of them are saved and lost. I've been talking to a man on the phone. He got the wrong number, he called me up and he thought he was talking to his mama. His mama's at a nursing home in El Ark in in Alexandria, Louisiana. He called my night my phone one night, talked to me for me. to 11 o'clock, he talked an hour and a half, never shut up, just talked to me. And I listened. I said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-uh, boy, I hate that, and tried to listen to the man. And he said, Mama, is that you? And I said, yes, it's me, son. He said, Mama, where you at? I said, I'm in heaven. Mama, did you die? I said, "Yes, I died." Well, Mama, I didn't know that. Well, how'd you talking from heaven? I brought my phone, and tuned it into uh, God's uh, internet, and I got you. He said, "Well, that is nice, Mama. I'm glad to talk to you. I want to talk to you." And he told me a bunch of old stuff. I listened to till eleven o'clock at night. Then I. He finally got off the phone, and I said, Lord, maybe I'll help that man out. Next night he called me back up. He said, you're not my mama. My mama ain't dead. She's still in that nursing home. I said,
1: yeah,
0: I figured that too. Why did you talk to me and tell me you was mama? Because you thought I was your mama. You asked me, mama, and I said, son, and I said, you told me a lot of stuff about the problem that you had getting your parts for your truck on the side of the road. You told me all that happened to you. I said, you told me and kept telling me. He said, who are you? I said, I'm Danny Jackson. He said, are you a preacher? I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I'm a retired minister, and I listen to people like you a lot in my life, try to help them. The only way you could help somebody like you. I don't know what you're on, but you must be pretty drunk to think that I was your mama. I said, you don't have to tell me how much you drank or what you were on, dope or something, but I could tell you it was on something, the way you was talking. It wasn't very funny, but I wanted to laugh several times, but I didn't. But it was uh, when a man thinks he's talking to his mama from heaven, but I talked to that man, and that man has called me, found out I was a preacher. He's asked me to pray for him, pray for his mama. And he waits on the phone and tells me, said, would you pray for me right now? Brother Jackson, I said, I sure will. And I prayed for him right then. I prayed for him last night. Friday night I prayed for him. This is Saturday morning. I prayed for him Friday night and let him know that somebody loves him. Somebody's got to take him. And I talked to him. And he was telling me about moving his mama's stuff, setting her house, fixing it up, cleaning it up, and settling it. And he lives in Baton Rouge. I live in Pineville, Louisiana. He said, How did I get your number? Calling my mama. I said, The Lord wants you to talk to me, because I might could help you. He was cussing the first night, using bad language. But after he found out I was a preacher the next day, He settled down. He told me he was a Baptist and he'd been baptized. I said, well, that don't mean nothing. If you didn't get saved, you need to be saved. It's not what's over the door, what you're in. It's whether you're saved or not. That's the main thing. You need to be saved. He said, well, I, I got saved when I was younger. I was baptized. I said, well, you ought to act like it, begin to live like it, and help your mother as much as you can while she's living. I just lost my wife after sixty one years and it's and your mama's mind not up the all up there. And you let her and go see her once a week and visit with her from Baton Rouge to Alexandria. Or get a move closer to Baton Rouge where you at. And we talked. Think about people see them as save the loss. And I talked to that man, he told me he was saved on that. But he didn't act like it when I talked to him first. And then the third thing is to have a burden, and go after lost souls. Try to win as many people as you can, when you can, because it'll be a time you won't be visiting no more. It'll be a time that you're laid up like I am. I've got braces on both legs. I run around in my wheelchair in my yard two or three hours a day. Still drive my tractor and bush hog, still cut my grass. But I can't visit as much because getting out there, you got to have a walker or a wheelchair, and it's it's a lot of trouble. But I witnessed where I eat at a lot of times. People know that I'm a preacher. I walked into a Whataburger here recently one morning and got something to eat. Me and my daughter and that woman said, hey, Reb, how you doing? I said, it's fine, and I looked at her. I said, now, how does that woman know that I'm a preacher? I said, she must have worked at McDonald's where I used to go. So the next day, she, I come in and she said, how you doing, Reb? I said, doing pretty good. Then when she come over and brought my food, I asked her, I said, you must be what used to work for McDo- at McDonald's because you know I'm a preacher. She said, yeah, we all called you Reb over there. Everybody knew you over there, I said, yeah. Oh, that's good. Now I've got some over there that. at Waterburger has called me Reb. Not as many, but some. But I, I appreciate it. I want to be a blessing to him. And me and my daughter's talking to a young lady. has got all kind of problems. She's a 24 years old, young lady, and she's got all kind of problems. We're speaking to her when she's working there, and we try to help her because I want to help the girl. I see she's got problems. So we did be ready and waiting to help anybody we can. And I thank God and bless you for it. God has provided for Christians so completely that they do not have to fear. Their steps are ordered. Their necessities provided for causes of anxiety and caretakers take care of and all things arranged for our good, that we may be able utterly flee to win souls for Him, Jesus Christ.
1: So ending this medicine,
0: this uh, sermon, I want you to pray and ask God,
1: if you're not saved, to
0: get saved. Open your heart to Him, give it to Him. And ask Him to come in your heart and save you. Thank Him for saving you. And then I want you to ask Him to give you a burden for souls that you might witness to people and be a blessing to these people when you do. And I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you in your life. Amen. God, take this message and drive it into the hearts of the people. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Roe Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. we we'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.